still uh, it's still summer down here, 95, 96, and full sun. So we're <laughs> it feels like summer never ended. You missed the the hurricane missed you, right? Or did you get some rains? Oh, no, we got uh, we got about a sixteenth of an inch. We got uh, we got extremely lucky that that thing stayed offshore. Otherwise, we would be singing a different tune today. Yeah, WW Ranch. I didn't go to the the uh, I didn't go to the race this year. You know, I, I intend. I actually signed a lease today on a house down there for for uh, forty six nights. I'm going to be it's a pretty sweet house too. So I'm uh, pretty excited. I'm going to come down and and hang out with you boys. Tell me what we're up, what I'm up against, and what people, you know, motocross dads that are listening or or racers that want to join. Tell us about Club Fifty Seven and and what it's like now that you're your amenities now that you're at WW Ranch. Well, it's uh, you know the the program <clears throat> the program hasn't changed much, uh, Tony. Obviously, we're you know we we focus on uh, small numbers, right? So you know a full size group for me, a full size program is twelve guys. So in those twelve guys, then I can handle. Uh, their fitness, I can handle their bike skills, I can handle motos. You know, I, I kind of oversee uh, the entire operation. That way, you know, I know if they're getting enough rest, I know if they're sore, I know if they're tired, uh, and it just allows me to kind of, uh, kind of give a, you know, a hands-on approach uh, to the whole program. So with with the, you know, with the amenities that I have available at WW, uh, you know, 700 plus acres and mountain bike trails and you know, off-road loops and everything that we could possibly need or want to keep the training fresh, you know, I have at my disposal. So, you know, that that's the biggest thing, uh, that's the biggest change I have is uh, is just an endless amount of resources available to me. So before, did you move to different tracks here and there? You guys would go ride at Bernie's track, at, which is, uh, uh, what is this track called? Bostwick. Bostwick Creek. You'd go there. That's where I saw you guys. Would you be at other tracks too? Sometimes. Yeah. So what I what I originally did when I was uh, I was still living up north. You're you're correct. I'm from Northern Illinois, and I would travel. I would travel south in the winters. <clears throat> I would travel south in the winters to kind of escape the escape the snow. And uh, when we first started coming down, we we leased out a facility right from Davy Millsaps, and uh, it was like his private uh, private place that he bought from Ezra Lust. And it just kind of kept changing hands, so it fell into my lap, and uh, and, and it was good, right? You know, and I enjoyed that Cairo, uh, Tallahassee area. It was just it was pretty diluted, you know. There was the best train facilities in the world. Like you could hear Carmichael, uh, Carmichael's farm from the you know the close proximity. You could hear him riding from where I was training in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. So and the weather's were the weather was a little tricky in the winter. So my wife and I decided let's keep going a little bit further south and uh see what uh see what's in florida and you know we just kind of uh forest gumped our way into it uh that we wound up you know <laughs> we wound accurate. up moving right i mean we wound up moving full time to uh to saint augustine you know it's a beautiful area that you know the kids are happy they're in school and now it allowed me to kind of set up camp and utilize ww ranch and, and really attract that international market uh that is you know that's so uh, so desperately wants to come train here in the states, but it's got to be it's got to be turnkey. You know, they've got to have all the amenities that are, are that they don't have at home uh, to draw them here to the states. So uh, you figured you'd come this far as well. Keep going, right? Like right. forest. You're uh, so <laughs> outside of the 700 acres of 
mountain bike trails and motor we know the motocross facilities you know second to none um is there a shop is there is there a gym is there is all that there too or is yeah it- definitely so you know everything is uh everything is on site when i keep saying everything I, i'm using it in terms of the tools that i need right so all the rv and electric hookups uh, i've got an indoor and an outdoor gym you know so when when we get out of this this uh you know horrific uh heat uh, we'll start transitioning the workouts to, you know, a, a shaded, uh, a shaded overhang where I've got another 2000 square feet to do, you know, outdoor stretching and yoga and, and some things where we can get some fresh air in addition to the indoor gym and, and shop and office. So, you know, it, it, it really is, uh, it really is a, a motocross Mecca, not to mention, you know, the close proximity to the beach and, you know, the airport's 20 miles away. So, uh, it really is, uh, it really is, uh, you know, a, a tremendous opportunity that I had uh, kind of fall into my lap. Yeah, it sounds like it. And and so the 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 kids that you have coming, and the one old man that's coming this fall <laughs> or this winter, the kids that you have, what what level of rider are they? I mean, are they they're not on eighty fives, are they? They're on big bikes. No, they're on they're on big bikes. But you know, like I like I um, and I haven't I haven't advertised my program yet. And and the reason being is I'm 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 taking more of an organic approach to to marketing this thing. So I want I want word of mouth. I want referrals. I want you know the guys that are there training with me to say, hey, you know I I know so and so that would really like this program. Why don't we bring them down for a for a test drive? And, and that's what we do. So anybody prior to accepting into the program, I'll I'll have them uh, come down for a few days, a week, two weeks, whatever it may be. Uh, so then we can kind of, uh, get, get to know one another and make sure that we're, you know, my training philosophy and their skill set, work effort, work, uh, work ethic, work ethic is, uh, is all on the same level. So, you know, the guys that I'm training don't aren't necessarily, they have to meet a certain lap time, but you know, they're all young adults, you know, the, the, the 16 through 24 year old, you know, hardworking guys. Um, and that's, and that's what I want. You know, I, I don't care what class they're riding, if it's B or A or or transitioning out of C, as long as they're as long as they're willing to you know to put forth effort to change, put forth effort into uh, their nutrition and their sleep and their uh, their bike skills. And once uh, once we have that, uh, you know, once we kind of have that you know established, then literally sky's the limit. You know, I, I have a I have a philosophy, Tony, that that talent talent is coached. You know, talent is learned. It, you're, you're not you're not born with it, right? Like. Um, it, it's something that, uh, that even Ken Roxon or Chad Reader, whoever, whoever, you know, is at the top of your motocross pedestal, you know, they started out as a beginner, right? They started out the first time on a dirt bike. So, you know, everybody has that, uh, that, that option or ability to, to continue to progress with the right, uh, with the right element. When I was a little kid, I was, you know, I was kind of a hot rod, little team green rider and, and until we quit traveling, I, I was, you know, my folks split and then that was it when I, and I just became a local guy or whatever. But, and, but, it, but I, but I still never quit. I, I worked more, more of like it was my job, but it was more like it was all that mattered. It's all I did was study motocross, train motocross. You know, I mean, I starved myself when I was on 125s and I started to get bigger framed when I was like in my late teens, you know, like I, there was, I worked so hard at it. And I, the thing that always irritated me was people would always say, 
uh, you're just naturally gifted. You just, you're the most natural writer. And I just, you know, you're just so lucky. I'm not gifted like you. And I'm like, no, I didn't play little league. I didn't, you know, I didn't stick with any school sport. All I did was ride my motorcycle and that's, and I would watch, you know, when the other kids were screwing around in the pits, I was out watching videos or the pros. I was out watching the A class and, and, and studying them and asking them questions and, and swarming them till the point where they were annoyed with me because asking them questions and you know what I mean? And it's like, so I, I get what you're saying. The talent is taught, but it's, it also, it's, it's gotta be within the right. Nothing would be more frustrating. And I used to do like, riding coaches for the local kids when I was relevant, you know, when I was the local a rider and, and it was just a means to a paycheck. It's all it was, but it, you know, and, and nothing would be more rewarding than a kid that would get it. And, and nothing would be less rewarding than a kid that was there just because his parents brought him. And you, right. you and, know, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I, I've been doing this now, shoot, you know, 20 plus years. Right. And, and there is no, there really is no set curriculum to, to become a motocross trainer. You just one day say, you know, hey, I, I, I'm a motocross trainer. Not that I agree with that necessarily, but that's just the way the, in, the industry is, right? If you could, if you can ride a dirt bike fast, and everyone assumes that you can, you can coach and you can train. And and for some regards, that that is true. But I learned more, I learned more from the classes that I screwed up <laughs> than I did the ones that I did well. Meaning. You know, the, the kids that, that didn't get what I was trying to convey and, and really didn't understand uh, the techniques that I was trying to, to you know, emulate to them. Uh, and, and those are the ones that I kind of sat back and said, OK, you know, where where did I go wrong? What can I do better? So I, I'm a I'm a culmination of of, <laughs> of mistakes. Right. But that's what motocross is. It's learning from from what you did wrong the previous race, the previous lap, and making an adjustment and improving, right? So I, I, I tell my guys, you know, all, all the time, don't, don't do this because I say, you know, do this because it works. And, and when we use things like today, for instance, Tony, we were doing, uh, we were doing corner entry speed drills. And, and when you come down, you're going to enjoy this. So when, when I talk to them, I say, okay, you know, what's our goal? Here, here we are. And then everyone's like, okay, I want to get faster. And I say, well, how much faster? You know, let's put a number on it. So I use a radar gun to determine how oh. fast they're actually entering the corner. So I can't wait. When, right. So <laughs> yeah. you look at it. Take guesswork out. Little Johnny, you're you're 22 miles an hour right now. What's it going to take for you to give me 24? And it's always, always, always less brake. It's never done with the throttle. So when you start adding, you know, you start putting numbers next to a technique and next to uh, their ability, you know, it, it goes... It, it, it takes off like a rocket ship because they're not riding out of feeling. They're riding with data. Brad, I hate to cut you off again, but we're out of time. Uh, sure. In in five seconds, how can people uh, get a hold of Club 57? Club57MX.com or Instagram at Club57MX. All right. pretty Appreciate that. We're going to take a uh, time out, and then we have one more hour of pit pass. Stay tuned. There's more. We'll be right back. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous 
famous odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.